welcome to one more episode micro podcast digital transformation industry 4.0 and emerging technologies i am vijay gunti and i am your host today with me today is srinivas duvori srinivas is a digital transformation evangelist also a design thinker into internet of things and blockchain technologies srinivas welcome to our micro podcast can you please introduce yourself to the audience hi uh, i am uh, srinivas like uh, vijay has said and i've been uh, working predominantly on iot technologies and i do understand a little bit of blockchain uh and uh, currently uh, i've i'm working on uh, uh, largely iot technologies in the agri sector uh, so that's what really interests me right now uh yeah that's that's uh, that's about me yeah Uh, good to know screen was uh, so let's jump into our uh, discussion today mainly on the digital transformation industry 4.0 i know you have an extensive experience with the iot practice and also into the uh, the blockchain technologies also into the digital transformation in your journey screen was you might have seen lot of challenges like maybe from the client on your personal so sure. can you throw some light on the challenges areas where uh, especially into the digital transformation industry for data space well uh, in terms of uh, the challenges i found that uh, in these uh, four to five years of uh, my journey in, in this space technology or the means and methods is not a big challenge it's it is available uh, uh the challenge is in terms of awareness in terms of people trying to adopt it for their business uh, particularly in agriculture the other challenge is a trust issue uh, and then uh, the other challenge is really commercial aspect of it wherein uh, uh it 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 becomes a, a rather a little difficult uh, for you to convince the farmer or the uh, uh, or the consumer uh, to be able to put in that money particularly because it's a high a high risk area uh, sometimes uh, so that is one area or uh, those are the few areas of challenges that i have personally felt uh in terms of technology adoption uh, uh, that is the challenge we as providers of iot we can mm-hmm. always do our research we can uh, identify what are the problems uh, uh, we can come up with solutions we can patch them together it's taking the solutions inside and getting the people to adopt it uh, that is what has been a uh, uh, kind of a challenge uh, that uh, i have faced and uh, to some extent i i can say that we have overcome it uh but uh, uh but it's not certainly enough to make the solution spread like a wildfire uh so that that's what i feel is uh, majorly a challenge yeah uh, got you stream was okay we discussed about the challenges so i know from challenges also right to overcome it we should look into the business opportunities uh, section and like for example the benefits also can you also mm-hmm. throw some light on that yeah sure so for example uh, uh, currently we are actually uh, i am right now in malaysia and uh, we are working on a solution for poultry industry right so uh, uh, it all started off with uh, me uh, and uh, my team actually going to one customer and you know hearing out their problems 
Now, uh, uh, giving them a solution uh, is not just enough. We wanted to productize it. We wanted to uh, introduce it into the market so everybody can benefit from it. But how do I do that? Because most of the farmers here uh, are not English speaking. It's difficult for us to communicate with them, even in the best of days when they want to communicate with you. So uh, in this particular case, what we had done is we had partnered with two uh, government organizations, right? Because governments are the, uh, 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 are the people who can actually break the ice for you uh, when you have to introduce yourself uh, uh, to, uh, to, uh, to this kind of a community. So we had actually partnered with uh, a government institution and then uh, another government institution that was like a farmer's cooperative. So we went to them, we tried to explain what the product is, and uh, luckily we were able to convince them that, you know, it works. And then uh, they gave us a green signal and full support to do this. And once the product is ready, now they are actually taking us into the market. Uh, they're, uh, they're introducing us to the farmers. So because those people, uh, uh, the farmers work with uh, uh, these, uh, uh, these institutions, uh, uh, the ice is easily broken. And then the... So, uh, so, so we receive a relatively more warm welcome when actually uh, when we go. So that is how we have addressed this issue. The second aspect is that uh, we have to make it extremely simple for uh, the farmer to use the application, to use the product. Uh, if, if I were to, let us say, install it in a manufacturing setup or an industrial setup, the level of education, the level of technology awareness, the level of uh, adoption, is different. They would already be using ERPs or some sort of systems, at least Excel sheets, anything uh, to conduct their business. In, in case of uh, agriculture, and I'm not uh, trying to say that all farmers are like this, but once you get into the hinterlands, they're not used to computers, they're not used to Excel sheets, bookkeeping, they're not used to any of that. So how do we make them understand the benefits? So what we have to make it extremely simple for them with very minimal effort for them to use it. Uh, and then over a month or two, we do a pilot and then they're able to see the results. So, yeah, that is how we operate here. Again, and thanks for sharing, Srinivas, uh, detailed information about the work you have done and then uh, the, the excellent thoughts. So coming to my next question, uh, this is mainly about the, uh, the business models. You know, right, the, the, the mm -hmm. COVID, the current COVID has changed the, oh, the business yeah, models. Yeah. yeah, you know that. The, the old business models might not work, might work. We don't know. But there yeah. should be some new business models because to the new business norms and new business entities will follow or form out of it. So can you also throw some light on what kind of business models you we can see going forward? Uh, uh, see, I, can, uh, uh, I, I can't really predict so much into the future, but one thing that I have noticed uh, uh, and that has changed is that uh, now people are, uh, over a year, people have gotten used to uh, virtual meetings and not having to see each other in person particularly in the IT sphere, right? So uh, so over, uh, so now I see some of the businesses here, at least in Malaysia, because there is a lockdown continuing here. Luckily for you guys in India, it is very nice. Yes, I, it's uh, a little bit relaxed here, yes. Yeah, 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 absolutely. But here it's not like that. Uh, so as a result, all the businesses are 
so sort of all the offices all the big it companies their offices are closed everybody is working from home so uh, as a result now uh, now that even if the lockdown is finished businesses are thinking of cutting down on the real estate uh, costs of it right so they are actually saying okay guys you can actually work from home just come to the office once in a week or 10 days so instead of having one large office space in the center of a place and asking everybody to come there they would rather look at uh, having three to four small office spaces which would cost much lesser in different parts of the city uh, for example and have smaller teams so you cannot completely uh, uh, avoid uh, meeting each other uh, i mean the, i mean that will be a very depressing thought if you ask me uh, but uh, so what they're doing is they're going to different places uh, uh, having smaller office spaces smaller teams uh, uh, where smaller teams can actually go and uh, collaborate and then uh, uh, in, in that process they're reducing a lot of cost and people are also happy because they're at home and being at home work from home always gives you a little flexibility so so this is uh, one change that i'm seeing with covid now when with regards to uh doing the business right one of the challenges that i had faced right now during the covid times here is there is a travel ban right you cannot travel between districts in malaysia uh, uh so uh, so you have you cannot go to certain uh, you know so called red zones uh, where where there are more cases and so mm -hmm. forth uh, uh the other challenge we have is there is a hardware that needs to be shipped to the client and if there is an issue with the hardware we need to physically go and see so none of this is possible during the lockdown as a result I, my uh, my sales and my market penetration has slowed down a little bit but we had actually devised an idea now we are shipping everything including the sim card uh, for gprs communication from our side we just go we are just shipping the box and we have made it so simple that it is just plug and play just do 12 volt dc supply and then it goes in the farmer simply needs to install it there and the rest of the thing is something that we are explaining to the farmer on zoom call mm. uh, uh for the more uh, 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 uh farmers who are not uh, uh, who do not possess the computer uh, in that case unfortunately we, we still have to go and right. meet them right right so uh, so yeah these are some challenges i foresee uh, if your uh, travel is the most important thing uh, if if you cannot overcome the challenge of travel some of these things are uh, very difficult going to be very difficult absolutely sinas i think that things will be more practical and mature right when we get more and more network bandwidth like 5g coming into the picture uh, like a kind of wi-fi increaseness and then as you rightly said right, right now today might be more of physical in nature but i think right, a brightest future uh, can be a, a kind of a wireless yeah sure uh, uh, they, but like i said uh, there is some of the things there definitely is a technology adoption is definitely going to change mainly uh, the change that i see will be in, in the mindset you know uh, i don't have to go to office every day to meet people i can do it in a coffee shop uh, 
so those sort of changes are going to happen uh, but like i said uh, but some of for some of the things like let us say if there is a if if there is a cell tower uh, that has got busted and we are not getting signal somebody needs to go there and fix it uh, covid or no covid so this is that is one area where we cannot fix travel must be there physical presence must be there unless you know we uh, the whole world becomes like uh, japan and starts robotics and all <laughs> right uh, right true yeah that's what it is and um, yeah you are absolutely right uh, so i think right let's let's jump into our next question srinivas uh, this sure. is mainly i know you have shared many many examples uh, scenarios which you are like you have worked or working but can you also share at least a one use case and like maybe end to end i think right you have been into delving into the deeper aspects of it to our audience uh, to know better right can you take a one uh, scenario and explain it uh, uh in what i had done no no i am talking about more a detailed use case uh a, a detailed use case like uh, any use case of uh, iot which you think right which you have worked before working mm-hmm. or if you think that will yes. benefit to the listeners okay perfect so uh, right now uh, like i said i'd go back to the same example of uh, the product in poultry that we are doing okay so uh when we actually went to the farmer uh, uh they uh, came back to us and said that number one is uh, this is particularly for the smaller level farmers their input uh, uh their efforts their costs while remaining the same their output is actually varying it is changing from uh uh the weight they they get paid on the basis of the weight of the chicken so they in a coop in a coop they have uh, 10000 or 20000 chicken uh which take around 45 to 60 days to grow and once they actually grow to that uh, uh, they sell them off to the uh, customer they do they indulge in what is called contract farming and then they get paid on the basis of the chicken um one uh, the total weight of the uh, chicken right? right so what they are saying is for one batch i'm spending let us say 1000 rupees and the weight of the chicken is let's say 2 and 1/2 kilos the next batch also i'm spending 1000 rupees and this time it is 2.7 kilos they are unable to figure out why so uh, so and then ideally they would want to meet the ideal weight that is prescribed so that they can get the best price uh, for the same input uh, so when we had actually researched we started studying uh, why does this happen and so forth and we understood there are certain parameters that we need to track uh, you know uh, 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 there, there are a couple of parameters would be temperature and humidity and uh, you know there are other parameters now uh, these are the parameters that we are tracking for the farmer in order for them to be able to uh, uh, regulate or manage the poultry environment better in case there are suboptimal conditions so that is the first thing and then once we got into it there were other areas that we were also learning that chicken die almost every day some chicken die every day uh, uh, there is a there can be a ventilation problem because of which chicken will have a problem with uh, uh breathing there could be a problem in terms of ammonia release uh, and then when it is too much it 
basically affects the respiratory apparatus of the chicken or the bird and uh, which in turn affects its growth likewise suboptimal temperature and humidity and so forth so we had started tracking some of these parameters and then uh, we are also tracking the amount of feed they are giving and it is, it is going to calculate uh, what is called a feed conversion ratio which is very important in the poultry industry which basically tells you that you know how much feed is the chicken uh, 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 taking to uh, to be able to gain 1 kilo of weight right so uh, uh, so this is what we are calculating and uh, uh, there is alerts mechanism wherein if the temperature goes beyond a certain threshold uh, an alert is thrown up to the customer right now unfortunately they, they or fortunately the customers are not using alerts they just they will they will remotely keep checking uh, 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 the temperature and you know all the parameters and then accordingly they start adjusting the environment to uh, to the way it is necessary if the carbon dioxide is very high they will ventilate the place and uh, and so forth so the in most of these cases the farmers are not always at the coop they usually some farm workers so we created a farm worker account for them who can actually uh, 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 who, who perform the ground level operations keep tracking all the data and so forth so and then we are uh, in addition to tracking this now data is extremely important right once we start getting the data we are able to find correlations uh, methods in operations we are also trying to identify best practices among the farmers and then share that knowledge to somebody else uh, who may need it and and uh, so forth one of the case in point is there are two different farmers uh, we are able to see the data of both the farmers now one day uh, uh, with one farmer uh, uh, during the brooding stage uh, the carbon dioxide uh, goes up to 2500 or 2200 ppm which is very uh, which is not very conducive for very little birds uh, baby sized birds while the other farmer uses a completely different operational method to do brooding they use uh, uh, heat generated by electricity while this person uses heat generated by gas as a result of which it sort of produces more carbon dioxide and then the mortality of the chicken is a little higher in this case so we kind of went back to this customer and told them that hey listen uh, maybe you could switch to uh, electric powered bulbs from the next batch or the next batch when the budget becomes available to you this way you're able to reduce the number of uh, the death of the chicken at the very beginning or make them a little less healthy uh, this is probably uh, hurting the uh, overall growth of the uh, uh, chicken right and then that in turn affects the weight even though you're giving them the same feed and you know medicine and vaccine and everything they understood that and they tried it and uh, i can say they were able to make some reduction in the in the uh, uh, death rate of the birds in the initial 10 days but i would wait until uh, maybe four or five uh, months and batches are completed before i can actually consider that data to be publishable you know we had a little reduction but uh, it is too early to say whether uh, 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 whether it is going to be a publishable result yeah got you got you. a very detailed use case uh, thanks for yeah. sharing this to us so yeah. coming to my last question uh, i think uh, uh, this is a generic question which uh, we are looking especially from the on the upskilling and this i know right we need a lot of resources 
to develop these kind of applications uh, mm -hmm. like IoT, AI, blockchain, industry 4.0, so and so forth. Yeah. Can you share some of your thoughts or advices to the students and professionals? How do they should look into this upskilling part? Well, upskilling part is, uh, you know, uh, I can suggest that, first of all, uh, there are two aspects to this. There are There is technology upskilling and then there is uh, industry or uh, domain knowledge or solution upskilling, right? So I'm on the uh, second side of it. On the uh, This is obviously a team effort. One thing I would uh, suggest everybody, uh, if, if so one thing I wanted to ask is, uh, when we say upskilling, are we talking about people who absolutely don't know what is IoT or? No, no, uh, no, I'm talking more on the career counseling part, the career opportunities. Oh, but, uh, IoT uh, is the way to go if you're talking about career opportunities. Right, uh, it's all different uh, aspects to uh, IoT. What I would suggest, uh, carry on, Srinivas. Uh, 